How can he close me up on what ground? I'm shocked, shocked to find that gambling is going on in here. Calm down, Greg, it's soccer. It's soccer. You're winning, sir. Oh, thank you very much. Everybody out at once. We are back on the Plus Money podcast. We are eight days away from the Premier League kicking off, days away from the community shield between Liverpool and Manchester City, and we've got you ready for picks. we got Futures. We're back. Another episode of Futures Picks on the Plus Money podcast, your home for the best soccer bets out there. I'm Andrew Passaro alongside, as always, Ani Sridhar at Ani323 at the Plus Money pod at Andrew Passaro. We didn't really have any, you know, bets to review from last week. We kind of whipped through everything a little bit more continental. I've got two more remaining uh, futures from England. I think I mentioned one of them last week, but I will mention it again. I'm not 100% sure. And then we'll go to the continent. No Champions League futures for us just yet. We'll get to those closer as we get to the first Champions League match day. But Ani, how are you? I know you're back home today. Things good? Nice, easy commute? Things, things are great. Commute was fine. It gave me uh, time to look over some bets, some odds, do some shopping, see what I like. Uh, last time we spoke, uh, odds for Golden Boot weren't really out yet for Serie A and La Liga, but now they are out. We have more clarity over who and what Vegas favors to win these awards, and uh, I'm looking forward to dishing out some of those bets here. I will say, you know, with gambling becoming legal everywhere, it's going to be weird that it's not necessarily just based out of Vegas. You know what I mean? Like, it's always going to be Vegas, but there's going to be some kid who's placing his first wager legally in, like, the state of New York or many other places that it's not just our friends in the desert who are setting the lines. But we'll get to that bridge another day down this the road. This is true. This is true. Yes. You, you make a very good point. Let me wrap the bow on England. I've got two that I want to bring up. I know you talked about Wolves last time as possibly a relegation team. I see them completely different. I still think this is a really solid roster with a with a good coach. There's young players on this team that have gotten more acclimated to the Premier League. I still think this team finishes ninth or 10th, which you can get at John DraftKings as of last week. You can get that at plus 225. I think that's really good odds for a team that has proven to be a thorn in the side of most teams in the top six. They usually handle business at home. This is a team that I think will comfortably finish between 8 and 10. You might be sweating it out at 11th for the last game of the year. That being said, I think this is still a solid team. Raul Jimenez is back scoring goals for them after that brutal injury. I don't think they'll be done in the transfer market just yet. They have, you know, very ambitious owners and they also, you know, the big one for me too with them, you know, I thought somebody would come in for him, especially after the price for Declan Rice being billed as high as it was. I'm shocked that no one went in for Ruben Neves because he would fit perfectly in the Arsenal midfield. I think he'd do great things at Chelsea, Manchester City, or even Manchester United. He's one of the better midfielders in the Premier League that, you know, if you watch the league week in, week out, I know a lot of you guys who listen to us do, but he's a fantastic uh, guy to have at the base of the midfield and only getting better. So uh, I having a guy like that on your roster is making me going to add you as a, a team that could finish in the top 10. And, and also, when you look at some of those teams that were right around there, I do think Aston Villa have improved in this offseason. Uh, but I, I don't think that South, I mean, Southampton are, are, I think Southampton are going to be a relegation race team. They've bought a lot of young players. I don't see who's going to score goals for them. And then I also look at, you know, Leicester. I already told you finishing in the bottom 10. And the other one I was going to mention is, is Brighton are going to lose some big pieces. And as is, you know, Crystal Palace, 
they've signed well. I, I like the additions that they've made, but their player of the year is back playing for Chelsea. And uh, yes, he is. There's no inclination that he's going to go back on loan or end up back at, at, at Crystal Palace. But we can't afford to lose him at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Connor Gallagher, who we're talking about, is, has been an excellent player for was an excellent player in the Premier League last year for Crystal Palace. And, and I think they're going to lack that piece a lot. But I still mm-hmm. think Patrick Vieira will do just fine at Crystal Palace. But uh, that Wolves top 10 finish plus 225. The other one, I think we both talked about how we're bullish on Nottingham Forest to stay up. You can get that at minus 140. Yeah. And I, I do think that's really good odds. I know it's it's a minus, you know, we usually try to give out the, the plus odds here. But um, I, I think that's, you know, if you're if you're, there was a team that got promoted that I feel confident about, it's Nottingham Forest. I think they've done some really smart business. Yeah. Really like the Jesse Lingard addition. Really like Nico Williams. I don't think they'll be done either. I know they went and got a decent goalie as well. So uh, that I, I and I, and I mean, and the last time we spoke, we said we both like liked Everton to possibly go down, mm-hmm. and they they did finally finally make a move in the in the past week. They did bring on Dwight McNeil, the winger who previously played for Burnley. He's a good ad for Everton. He's he's, he's not he's, the winger he, from they, Burnley. They, I, I would have sold, would have bought though. I would have gotten Cornette, the other guy. That's why I would have gotten. Yeah, but this is still better than nothing for Everton. Fair, hundred I mean, percent. This is still an, this is it's still an upgrade. It's still someone who's going to be able to impact their offense. But I still see them as a relegation team. Sadly, oh. like I just not sad for me. Uh, <laughs> um, all right, let's move. On. Let's move on. Let's get to the continent. Do you want to go to Italy or do you want to go to Spain first today? Yeah, let's let's knock let's knock out Italy first. Let's let's, let's finish with Spain. Okay, I've only got one pick from from Serie A. I don't know who's going to win this title. I think I do. I look AC Milan reigning champions. Very happy to see AC Milan back on the top of the mountain for Italian soccer. Juventus, I think, have made some interesting moves. Obviously, Paul Pogba, Angel Di Maria is coming in. They're dropping a bunch of dead weight. And I do like the striker that they have up top, uh, the the Serbian guy, uh, uh, what's his name? Balahovic. Thank you. Balahovic. I, yeah. I, I definitely butchered it. I have no idea how to pronounce it. Yes. No I idea how to pronounce it. I completely butchered it. I do know how to pronounce it, but I just completely butchered it. Oh, my God. Yeah, I can pronounce it Blahovic. Oh, I can't even right. do it. Yes, right. Whatever. And and Bernadeschi, uh, not Bernadeschi, Bernadeschi is left, but uh, Freddie Church. Freddy, uh, Federico Chiesa finally should be back healthy for them at some point this season. This Juventus roster is good, but I just I don't know if they have the piece to put them over the top. Inter Milan bring in Romelu Lukaku, but the piece that they missed out on that they were linked to forever was Paolo Dybala leaving Juventus. Mm-hmm. Ends up at Roma. He did sign with Roma. Roma yep. are also now being linked to Gini Wijnaldum, who I think would do a great job playing in not only a Mourinho team, but play very well in Serie A in terms of the pace. And I got to take a flyer. I think I got it at plus 140. Roma to finish in the top four. And the reason I like this is after... I don't hate it. I don't hate that at all. After the two Milan teams and Juventus, I think there's a big question as to who's the next best team. Atalanta... It's like Roma, Napoli, and Atalanta are like the three teams that are probably going to compete for that fourth spot. Atalanta have done very well in the transfer market and buying these guys that we don't know anything about and then turn them into an absolute stud. So Start, it's ve- yeah. very, very possible 
that they've done it again and found more gems. Or, or they also do a great job of finding the guy who's like 29 and they squeeze the last good juice out of, you know, out, out of a player. But I look at Napoli, a team who finished fourth last year in Serie A, and you look at the changes that are going to be on this roster. There's no Mertens up top. There's no Insigne up top. They are bringing back the their Nigerian striker. Victor Osman is coming back for Napoli. He has been linked to Arsenal. has been linked to a Premier League move. I do think he'll move eventually. But he's a very, very good striker. But there's no Mertens. There's no Insigne. And then on top of that, losing Koulibaly as of a couple weeks ago to Chelsea, I do think the fact that Jose Mourinho guided this team to a top six finish, got them to win a trophy. Now they bag Dabala. I, I think with Tammy Abraham, Dabala, there's definitely, you know, maybe if they get Wijnaldum, maybe another piece. There's something here with this Roma team that leads me to throw a little bit of money on them to finish top four. And I mean, it, I mean, I, I am. My family's from Naples, so to pick Roma over Naples, over Napoli to finish top four is kind of betraying my my you know heritage here. That being said, I'm going to throw it on Roma because Dybala needs to make this deal work. If this doesn't work, it's only going to go downhill from here. But they still have Tammy Abraham, and there's still plenty of other good pieces on this team, so I'm taking Roma to finish top four. What you got for me? Uh, I've, I've got Inter to win it. At, at plus 175, I, I really like Inter. And it's not just a Lukaku move. I like a bunch of moves they made. They did lose Perisic, which was their, you know, their starting left left wing back role, really, for, for the team. And they brought in Henrik Mkhitaryan, though. I mean, he's an aging midfielder, but he can play anywhere in midfield. That's what makes him so great. He can play on the right wing, left wing back, right wing back, in the middle. I love Christian Aslani. The you know the defensive mid midi they brought on he's gonna be he's gonna make an immediate impact and they shored up their goalkeeping you know, they got Onana from Ajax mm-hmm. who's definitely gonna start he's young he's gonna replace the the aging uh, what's his face oh Handanovich yeah 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 he's he's aging I mean he's fine but like you know he's he's definitely shouldn't start over Onana Onana's a start so. Uh, I really like this team. I mean, we saw what Lukaku and Latoro Martinez did up top just a few few years ago, and how, when they won this area, so I think they're gonna, you know, reclaim the throne here. And uh, Inter Milan's gonna be, you know, they're gonna they're gonna be champions of Italy this season. That's what I think. Uh, look, I mean, I think I will say. Outside of the Premier League, I think the closest race we're going to have for a title is going to be in Italy, and I think we might have a true yeah. three-horse race between the, the northern clubs once again in, in Serie A, something we've seen time and time again down down there. Uh, Juventus, AC Milan, and Inter Milan are going to be dogging it out. And I think there's still good value on AC Milan. They have missed out on a lot of major targets, and that's because they're clearly being run on a budget, which is a shame to see you know a team that, that just won the, the title – yeah, isn't able to just go splash the cash, but they were in financial dire straits in the last few years. So the fact that they won a title last year is very impressive. I mean, maybe maybe we are talking about the best manager in Italy resigning at AC Milan. So we're not resigning, yeah. but reigning at AC Milan. Reigning, yeah. Uh, you got anything else in Serie A for me, or are we moving on? Nothing in Serie A. I have one quick one for the Bundesliga because, you know, these races, like you said, like 
Italy is the only non you know English Premier League league that I think will be close. Bundesliga. I mean, actually, Spain. Spain too. Spain will be a two horse race, but. I mean, but we, Bayern's going to win it. There's no point even betting it. PSG is going to win League League One. Like, you know what's wild is that PSG went. The coach that they brought in was literally the guy who beat them a couple years ago when with when Lille when they won. Lille won. Yeah, yeah. So that's funny. Yeah, they're just bringing in. But it's not so like they're not gonna. It's just not worth betting on, and that's what we're here to give you. Absolutely but, not. It's w- not worth betting on. With the news that came out that Sebastian Haller, you know, has you know, testicular cancer and is getting treatment for it. He was one of the guys that me and you, when we talked, really, we were like, hey, this guy could win Golden Boot, and he will, should win Golden Boot in the Bundesliga this year at Dortmund. Perfect guy to come in there and just, like, take the crown. But now I'm thinking Saudi Omani at plus 650. There's three guys who are tied for that. It's Patrick Schick, um, Nkunku, and Saudi Omani are all plus 650 to win Golden Boot in the Bundesliga, and Sadio Mane plays that true number nine role for Bayern Munich, which I predict is what he's going to do. Then I don't see why he can't win it. And at I plus six fifty, give me that. Oh, I mean, that was a, that's fantastic. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to throw some money on that. Like a starting number nine on the best team in Germany, like. Yes, please. You know that they're going to spread the wealth around that front line. Like he's going to get for sure. His he's going to get his. Oh yeah. You know, Coman's going to get his. I mean, if if Serge Gnabry leaves, I like it. Even I know. More. I think Gnabry's staying. I, everything I've I'm yeah. pretty sure I, he either signed moment, a new deal. Like I'm pretty sure he signed a new I, deal. So okay, then. But I I still think Mane is going to be the, the number nine there. He'll probably be their leading goal scorer, but. Yeah, plus six fifty. I think the odds are just too good to pass. I'm not saying put like five units on it. Absolutely but, you know. not. Uh yes. Yeah. He signed a new contract until twenty twenty six as of my birthday, July sixteenth. I believe if okay. if uh, if I know how to read if I know how to read dates correct on fcbyron.com. Yep, new uh, the athletic had a July fifteenth new long term contract. For Sergeant Abbey. But I look, I still think you're right. I think the guy is going to end up being Mane. The big question I have, though, is that Lewandowski took all the penalties. And Sadio Mane, not that he isn't a skilled penalty taker, yeah. he's taken them for Senegal, but he was never the guy at Liverpool. So that is my one thing that would leave me cautious, but I don't know. Is I would assume Patrick Schick takes the, the penalties for his team. And I don't know about Nkunku at, at Rebel Leipzig or RB Leipzig. They're not Rebel. But I do think there's decent odds on all three of them, but I. I Ten, you know, coming from a guy who has a Sadio Mane jersey hanging in my closet right over there, I would probably take Mane. For Golden Boot, we we do like betting on guys who are going to be taking the penalty kicks because that's that's important. We talked about it last week. You can check out our podcast for last week, the Futures Part One, on iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, wherever you get your podcast. D Plus Money Pod. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Ani Street Twenty Three at Andrew Pissarro at D Plus Money Pod. Moving on, talking about Golden Boot, let's shift to another league here. We're going to La Liga because there are some juicy bets here. I think we've each got like two or three, actually. Yep. And we're sticking with the Golden Boot. The previous winner in the Bundesliga, I think, will now win it in La Liga. That's Robert Lewandowski. Absolute smash spot for him when it comes to system. He's going to be playing in a Pep Guardiola-style offense here under Xavi. He's already thrived under that when he was at Bayern Munich. He's going to be the sure number nine here for the team. He's going to be playing in between Rafinha and Dembele, two guys who are absolute monsters at feeding the ball into the middle, just finding the right pass to the striker. 
and at plus 200 on DraftKings, plus 225 on BetMGM. Robert Lewandowski to win Golden Boot in La Liga is, uh, I think that's all. That's just, I think only because Benzema is just Benzema, you know, and whatever, but it's close to a lock just because you got to anticipate some sort of regression from Benzema this year, right? The dude went absolutely nuclear last year, but another, this is another year on his career, like, I, I, okay, I'm not saying it's a lock, but I'm just saying like at plus 225, it's it's a bet that I great. I mean, I think it should be more like plus one fifth, plus one fifty. I think you should be like a bigger favorite here. But there's so much value there. Let me ask you a quick question: Who's older, Lewandowski or or um or Kareem Benzema? I think it's actually Lewandowski. Off the, I want to say Lewandowski's 34 and Benzema's 33, but I might be completely. You wrong. actually have it flipped. Lewandowski will be 34 in the coming weeks, but Benzema is going to turn 35. Will be this 35 this in December. December. Okay, yeah. So okay. the fact I that mean, so they're pretty. I mean, they're they're equal, in, right. Almost in age, but I don't know. I saw a season last year from Benzema that I, just, I think he's winning Ballon d'Or. See, I think he has to win Ballon d'Or. I mean, La Liga. Uh, they won a, a league double in the Champions League, top scorer in Champions League, some of the most clutch okay, so, so opportunities let me ask you a question in, in the Champions League. If I was like in La Liga this year, how many goals is Lewandowski scoring? If you have to put a number of the goals he's going to score this year, what's it going to be? Last year, Memphis Depay had 12, Obama Yang had 11, I believe, for the team. A part of me wants to say over 30. Okay, so if so. I was going to, I would, so when I was just doing like, I was like, all right, Lewandowski is going to score 30 goals this year. Last year to win golden boot, Benzema won a golden boot. He had 27. Yeah. I just looked at that, but I don't think he's, see, I think that's his, I think it's a ceiling. I'll say this too. And this is what, this is what makes Benzema such a great player. And it's why he's won so many champions leagues and won so many La Ligas is that he's not just a goal scorer. Look at the assists. Look at the oh, hundred percent. He was tied for the number one in La Liga with this in assists too with Dembele. And that's, that's what makes him great. That's why he's yeah. probably the best player in La Liga. But when you look at Lewandowski at Bayern, it's hat tricks. It's braces. It's almost it's a goal. Pure a game. goal it's scoring. Just yeah. machine numbers. And I find it hard to believe that he's going to struggle to adapt to Spain. So I'm right there with you. Just like the Sadio Mane one that you've talked me into, I have to put money on this. Yeah, and to tell you how crazy of a year Benzema had is between Champions League, La Liga, and Supercopa, he played 46 matches. He scored 44 goals between the three contests. That's unbelievable. He had 27 goals in 32 La Liga games last year. That's just... I, it's, it's an it's a spectacular season, and you just have to. I'm not saying he's. I'm not saying it's not possible. He does it again, but you just have to anticipate. I think regression, and I think if he regresses to say just even like 25 goals, I don't think that's enough to beat Lewandowski, who we both just off the, off our prediction was 30 plus. So if Lewandowski scoring 30 plus a plus 225, that's. I mean, put, take that straight to the bank, in my opinion. Well, let's stay talking about Barcelona because I've got Barcelona to win La Liga at plus 140. And I I think you're riding on this with me as well. Not look, yep. look at what Real Madrid have done this summer and look at what Barcelona have done this summer. Mind you, Real Madrid haven't needed to do much. Great. Yeah, they kept their core from their Champions League winning team last year. Added. They, had, they didn't really lose. They didn't lose any of their like attacking or like their middies. Nope. I mean, they lost what? All they lost were like their vets. They lost in Marcelo, Gareth Isco, Bale, and Bale. 
And that's it. I still think there's a chance maybe Danny Ceballos heads out the door. There's probably a couple other guys that that yeah. walk but at the moment. They're like core that they won with last year is there, and they've shored up the defense. They added. Just... They bring in Rudiger. And they bring in Chuameni, who I think they spent a hundred million on Chuameni, or, or damn near close to it after all the uh, add-ons. I mean, I, I love it. I love both those moves. The Chuameni, the very young, talented midfielder from Monaco, plays as like a little bit more of a like, so, like can play he's as high. More of a defense. He can play high as really an eight. He, he can play yeah. high as an eight, but I think he's more naturally a six. Regardless, yeah, he's going 100%. to fit perfectly there. It's probably going to take him a little bit of time to acclimate, but. They've also got Kamavaniga. You still have the, yeah, Kamavaniga. They got they've got Vinicius Junior. Well, no, I was gonna I mean, say I'm talking Benzema. about the midfield. I was I mean you still oh, got Cruz, oh, yeah. Modric, and and uh, oh, Casemiro. Modric, yeah. Like they're fine. He doesn't need to walk in and be you know Correct. a starter yeah. day one. They didn't have to make moves. Barcelona had. To but make look moves. at look at Barcelona pre Xavi. Absolute mess. Xavi comes in, yep. takes him about five to six weeks. Then they go on a crazy streak. They were like ninth. They beat Madrid 4-0 at the Bernabeu. They were like ninth in the league when Xavi took over. They finished the league in second place. And they're not just winning games. And if you listen to this podcast, you know that every week I was telling you Barcelona and over 2.5 is just put a a unit on it. It's going to hit for you. They were blowing teams out of the water. You know, Dembele played like absolute dog shit or didn't play at all in the first half of the season. Comes on and, and ties Benzema for most assists in the in the league. Uh, you've they were playing with they were playing with the pious striker until Ferran Torres came along. They you know were still dealing with Ansu Fati coming off of an injury. They had a horrendous backline, and then you look at what they did this summer. You bring mm-hmm. in has the past like on his day can be one of the best defenders on the planet and and in Christensen from Chelsea. They brought in Frank Kessie, who can play at the base of that midfield, who won the league in Italy. They brought in Rafinha, who, and I listened to... Arguably the top winger on the market this season. And I listened to a soundbite from Jesse Marsh the other day. I don't know if I referenced this last week. And Jesse Marsh said, you know, you have to think about this kid, 22, 23 years old, who, if we get relegated is going on a cut price to Barcelona or anywhere he goes. He had a buyout clause of like 20 or 25 million. And he came in and all he did was put his, you know, put his neck out there to keep leads up and and they ended up getting more money for him. So you got Rafinha who's on the verge of breaking into being a starter on the right wing for the Brazilian national team. You bring in Robert Lewandowski, who we've already talked about was one at all at Bayern Munich. Ready for the next challenge. And then you bring on Jules just a couple days ago. You bring in Jules Kunde, who Chelsea have been after from Sevilla for the last yeah. three transfer windows. All these guys we talked about also are guys Chelsea was after. Yes. Yes. So just, you bring in Kunde. They're probably gonna they're probably gonna bring on Cesar Espiloqueta in the next coming days. And I think that's their next and last move they're about to make here. I know they're still interested in Marcus Alonso for, for additional oh, yeah. coverage. Oh yeah, Marcus Alonso as well. But I think Espiloqueta more than Alonso at the moment is looking like what's gonna happen. And they're most likely losing Frankie. Right, Frankie De Jong. I mean that's like I've, it. I yeah. Frankie De Jong, I can't figure out if he's staying or if he's going. Regardless. You brought in a bunch of pieces that are either going to immediately start in this team or add significant depth. To a, I love the value. I'm with you on I don't one, think yeah. they're a team that's ready to win the Champions League, but I think with the way that they finished the second half and you bring in guys who, you know, 
Rafinha played under Bielsa. Who did Bielsa influence? Pep Guardiola. Who did Pep Guardiola influence? Xavi. Like, yeah. Lewandowski played for Xavi. Yeah. Like, you've brought in all these guys, or for a majority of them, who have experience of playing in the Barcelona in the philosophy. Yeah, it's not like they have to adapt too much. Right, right? You're, not, you're not talking about a team that played on the counterattack that's going to have to learn how to play yeah. in possession of Barcelona. You're talking yeah. about guys who know the way that Barcelona play. Yeah. And, I mean, you have to take preseason with a grain of salt. I don't look too much into it, but Rafinha scored a screamer the yes. other day. Yes. And I was like, oh, this is going to be sick. It's going to be interesting to see how Dembele adjusts to the left side if he does play left wing. Because he did play on the right, and that's his natural position last season. But that's where Rafinha is going to play because he's a natural right winger. But I know we're running long here, but I just wanted to say uh, re- verbal retweet everything you just said. All aboard that. And I think our last pick – uh, both of our last pick is Sevilla, top four in La Liga. This is what do they do? I, it's what they do. Just, so, well, it's just La Liga is so, you know, top. it's top-heavy. It's Barca and Real at the top. Atletico is going to be the three, probably. Simeone just somehow whips those boys into shape every year. They really haven't done anything in this offseason that's noteworthy. But they, because they lost of Simeone, Luis Suarez. Used, that was noteworthy. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean they'll finish they'll finish top four. That's a guarantee. Sevilla could push Atletico for three, I think, this season, possibly. But I think Sevilla finishes four. I think there's there's a big gap between Sevilla and like Real Betis and Villarreal and all those other squads. So uh, we both like Sevilla. Uh, well, what, what do you have it at? Plus one forty. I got. I think I thought I, for plus one twenty. Let me check. The Sevilla one was kind of like the one that was like the least. No, oh, I only got it at plus one ten. Barcelona is plus plus one forty, but yeah, the plus one ten for Sevilla top four, and that was on DraftKings. Caesars had it, uh, but FanDuel did not have when I was checking last week to put it on my future. Uh, FanDuel mm. did not have a top four future for La Liga, so yeah, that wraps it up from us. That's our little hit on the continent, and uh, the next time you guys hear from us, I guess we'll be talking sometime next week and getting you ready for Premier League action. First game. Arsenal taking on Crystal Palace should be an exciting game. Very much looking forward to it. And uh, I don't go betting the whole, the house on on the Community Shield this weekend. I know Allison is not set to play for Liverpool, and there's a couple of Man City players who will be out as well. Jota could be out for a little while for Liverpool. So we'll get into all that in a couple of weeks. And uh, best of luck. Bet responsibly. Follow us at the Plus Money Pod at Ani Three Twenty Three at Andrew Pissarro. And uh, let's go get some money.